we're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. Welcome back to 52 Weeks. This is Tracy, Steph, and Melody. And this past week, we covered or talked about boundaries. So uh, let's start off with uh, Steph. Will you share with us what you have been practicing or what you've been doing with boundaries this past week? So our invitation was just to educate ourselves, right? And like the procrastinator that I am, I waited until right before we recorded. And I was like listening to some stuff, but to be honest, it was like above my head. Like, so I listened to like a talk and then I listened to another thing. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just Google boundaries for beginners. And so that's what I did. And it was actually really, because I think boundaries... And, like, one of the talks I was listening to was, like, boundaries sounds like a bad thing, right? Like, sometimes it sounds like, oh, you have to say no, or you're that person, or whatever. And so then in looking at this article, Boundaries for Beginners, which it was, I should have written down who wrote it, because I can't find it. Um, But the first thing, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... So there's eight steps. Um, so I'll just go through them really quick. But I, th- this is what I th- found cool about each step. Um, so the first one is to know yourself. Know what you stand for. Avoid what you don't. What makes you tick. What are your values? What are your goals? And I'm like, I think that's a really good place to start. Because before you know your boundaries, you need to know yourself, right? And... Um, and, you know, it was interesting. I practiced this yesterday. Um, my my sister is getting married, and she had her dress fitting. And she asked me the night before, hey, do you want to come to this? And I am just coming off from a week where for an entire week, even my weekend, I didn't have a, a free moment, right? And so I told her, hey, I can't give you a defini- definitive answer. Is that a word, definitive um, I was like, I'm going to have to see how I feel tomorrow because already I feel very depleted. And I know that if I say yes, then all day I'm going to feel obligated and it won't be a joyous moment for me. And my sister is a, she's an introvert. She gets it. Um, and so she's like, I totally get that. Come if you can. And it just felt really good because by, by two o'clock I was depleted. I went home. I fell asleep. Um, and it was really nice to be able to like express that and not have someone feel like to own where I was at, to know myself, to know where I was at and to not feel guilty or obligated to go. And she didn't want me to go if I felt guilty or obligated, but I just think how often we accept stuff because we feel like we we should do that. And I'm like, well, this is a big moment she's getting, even though I saw her like dress shopping, I didn't see her 
pick out this specific dress, I should be there. And it was a bunch of shoulds and that's sort of a big thing for me. So anyways, that was like the first thing of knowing yourself. And then the second is to observe others, find people that are good at setting limits and common behaviors. And, um, and because you guys that I feel like you guys have become really good at like boundaries and limits. The first person I thought of was Carolyn Morris, one of my dear friends that she is so good at if she doesn't, if something doesn't align with what she wants to do, she just says it and she doesn't apologize for it. Um, the next thing was to be intentional with time. Um, if you had a pie chart, and this is what I thought was interesting. If you had a pie chart, would it represent your values in a pie chart? Like, would the overwhelming majority represent that? I was like, ooh, that's a great way to visualize. Um, the next thing is to assess needs. And this is what I love where it says state preferences, say it unapologetically. And I just thought of how often you're in a car and it's like, what do you want to eat? And people are like, I don't care, whatever you want to eat. But then you get examples and they're like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. So anyways, I, I love the say it unapologetically. Um, and then say no. And it says no is a complete sentence. And I've never thought of that before. No is a complete sentence. And you can say it doesn't work for you. Um, the one after that said can't read my writing but it said oh be direct so be clear and concise the next one is state feelings you know like i feel this way prioritize yourself and um then it's take breaks physically mentally and practice and fine-tune rehearsal will lead to a greater outcome so those were some of the things for beginners and i actually love how it broke it down and i love thinking about the pie chart and that no is a complete sentence. So I know I went through those fast, but I want to hear what are your guys' thoughts on those? I have some thoughts based on those. So I'll, I'll share first and then I'll let you go, Melody. So first off, I really think it's nice that first one, know your standards. I think that's a lifelong kind of pursuit because I think those actually are, those do change. Like we do change and we do realize like, oh, that's working for me now. That worked for me then when I was this age, but it's not working for me now. And so I have to kind of make adjustments for that. And I, I actually think, for example, one of the boundaries I set this week was not last night, but the night before my uh, David was like, hey, Brian and Shana want to talk to us because we're going to Florida. And I was like, hey, let's let's talk to them. Um, but they weren't going to be able, we weren't going to be able to talk to them until like 10 PM that night. And I just knew I didn't want to stay up that late talking to, I was, I just knew that wasn't a boundary. And so I, uh, I said, you know, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to not, I'm going to say, Hey, Brian, like I want to go to bed. So is it okay if we wait for this conversation until tomorrow? And they're like, absolutely. And I said, will you tell me a window of time that we can call or a time that we can like arrange that for tomorrow night? And then we followed through with that. And it felt better and we did it early and it wasn't like something that hindered that. And then I feel like I've seen Melody, even last night I texted her and was like, Melody, I mean, I called Melody last night and she's like, hey, I'm about to go to bed. And she's like, is this an emergency or can this wait until tomorrow? And I was like, it can wait till tomorrow, right? Like also I saw her setting a boundary as well. And I saw my friend, just like you said about like stating your 
people are like, oh, where should we eat? I always have an opinion about where to eat. I have preferences about eating. And growing up, I was always the one who's like, let's go here. No, I want to go here. So I think I kind of drove the car in that way that I'd be like, I want to eat there. My family would be like, whatever. And I'd be like, I don't want to go to Arby's. I want to go to Subway, right? Like I, I was that kid who was saying what I wanted and I would walk across the street while they all got their food at Arby's. I would go get food at Subway. Do you see what I mean? I was that kid for sure. But interestingly enough, I was trying to get my friends to decide a group of people to decide on where we were going to eat for a group thing. And I put a bunch of ideas out there and I said, hey, does anyone have a different idea? Who has a preference? If you have one, please say something. And the next person said, hey, what about Thai food? And I was like, cool. Somebody said what they wanted. Instead of just saying nothing, somebody said what they wanted and everybody was like, cool, let's do Thai. And so I do you know what I mean. I know this sounds weird, but I have seen people who have what, based on what you said, I had like experiences come to my mind from this past week of people who were actually either I was setting a boundary or somebody else was setting a boundary or somebody was stating their preferences. And those are all boundaries, which I think is awesome. So that's my thoughts. Do you care if I answer your question and also kind of tie in what I've learned this week as well? Um, or answering your question, Steph, on what we thought about what you said. I love what you said. I think this is awesome. I love lists. It just makes things simple and it makes it seem like, oh, like that's doable, right? Like when it's an organized list, I really like that. Um, I really like the say no, like just say no, no is a complete sentence. I really love that because a recent value of mine is to say what you mean, mean what you say, and to trust what other people say too. Don't try to read into it. If someone says, no, I don't want that, then just trust that that's, that's what they mean, right? And I really like, like in my life, I wanna be able to say no without having to explain myself. It's really frustrating to say no. And then people are like, well, why? Well, why not? Well, what about this? What about this? Like, it just would be nice to say no. And then people would say, okay. like let's just respect each other. Let's respect each other's nose. So I really liked that. And then I also liked be direct. And you gave the example of um, like, where do you want to eat? Or wait, no, no, it was say unapologetically. And you gave the example of like, where do you want to eat? People are like, Oh, I don't know. That, that is something that I've been practicing is if someone's like, what movie do you want to watch? Or where do you want to go out to eat? I just tell them, I'm like, well, let's just do this. And I've noticed, um, when I do just say what I'm feeling and what I want, most of the time people are like, okay, sure, that sounds good. Um, I'm grateful to be married to someone who is willing to say what he wants to. So what am I saying? Like the reason I'm scared to say what I want is because I'm scared of other people not saying what they want. And if I'm always the one saying, this is what I want and no one else is saying it, then it feels like I'm taking over and then and then I'm scared of people getting resentful and, oh, we always do what Melody wants. And, and I realize that the reason I think that way is because that's how I've been my whole life. I haven't spoken up and I've been the one who just does what someone else says. And then I get resentful at them. And I'm like, oh, we always do what this person wants. And why don't they ever think about other people? But that wasn't the case. It was just me not speaking up. So I've just learned that I'm going to speak up. And, and I think by me speaking up, it's encouraging other people around me to speak up. And 
I just am taking it like if people don't speak up, I just am trusting that say what you mean, mean what you say. And if they don't speak up, then I'm just going to assume that they're fine doing what we're doing. Right. And if they get resentful or choose not to speak up, then maybe as harsh as this sounds like that's their problem. And I feel like I've kind of entered this zone of like, if you're not going to speak up and tell me what you want around me, like you're probably not going to survive around me. We're probably not going to, you know what I mean? And, but I, I like the idea of like attracting people who are going to speak up and, and be direct and, um, and who are going to be genuine and be themselves. And what I was saying is I'm, I'm really grateful for a husband who's that way. Like if I say, I want to go to Arby's and he's like, I definitely don't want to go there. I want to go to Subway. Then I'm like, okay, like let's, let's find a middle ground. You know, I, I feel like I hate using the word, word should. I feel like in, I, in an ideal world, that's how it goes all the time right? You try to find the middle ground. So and, and anyways, to comment on that, I really love what you say, say what you mean and mean what you say and expect that other people are doing that. And that's why I love being around my friend Carolyn, because I know that whatever she's doing, whatever she says afterwards, she's not like second thinking things or whatever. It's just she is very direct with things and concise. And I love that because this last week, with a coworker, I experienced some really passive aggressive behavior. And I was like, I hate passive aggressiveness, you know, like, because I'm like, you are not saying what you are meaning. Um, and I have no clue how that was directed. And it's very so I, I think that being setting boundaries and being concise and saying what you mean, like it sort of weeds out those people that are passive aggressive. And like you said, like, that they won't be able to really survive around, but it's it's healthy boundaries. And when you're setting like these healthy standards, it attracts other people. Yes, I love that. And like um, like last night, Tracy, when when you called, and I I did I did kind of have this internal struggle of like, oh, like should I call her back? But uh, one boundary I set for myself, and I didn't do this last night, but I'm. I put my, I've been trying to put my phone on airplane mode at nine o'clock every night. Um, um, but anyway, so I sent you that text and just said, hey, is this urgent? And you said, no worries, it can wait till tomorrow. And I chose, you know, part of me was like, oh, like, is Tracy angry that I didn't answer? But then I was like, no, like, I'm going to trust that what Tracy said is what she meant. And I know that's the kind of person you are. She said, no worries. So it's fine. And I got to bed on time, right? And we were able to talk this morning. So it's it's totally fine. Um, and, and I also feel like with boundaries, I feel like this has been kind of my big breakthrough this week is finding, finding a middle ground. I feel like I've spent most of my life on one end of the spectrum of zero boundaries. I let everybody walk all over me. And then I was like, I'm done with this. And so then all of a sudden I try setting these super crazy, intense, like my family thinks I hate them because my boundaries are insane, right? And I'm finally starting to realize, okay, this is how you find a middle ground. And that's why in my text message to you last night, Tracy, I, I asked, is it urgent? If you said it is urgent, then I would have been happy to stay till one o'clock in the morning chatting with you, right? Um, and I think, you know, I shared with you guys on Marco Polo, the story of um, Isaac trying to find a wife and anyways, Long, long story short, so Isaac's servant 
it says, or, you know, praise the God and says, um, the first woman who comes to the well and gives me drink and waters all my camels, that is going to be Isaac's wife. And so Rebecca comes, she gives him water, gives all his camels water. And I'm just thinking in this situation, like, wow, that is like, that's a lot to expect from someone. Like what if Rebecca was super, super busy that day and she had all these chores. I think that's crazy to expect someone to not only be nice and give you water, but to give all your camels water like that, that takes so much strength and energy and time. But then I was like, but we don't know the full story. What if Rebecca didn't have anything going on that day? What if she was like, oh, I like, I'm done with all my chores. Look, here's someone who needs help. So I might as well help him water all of his camels. He looks really tired. So let's help him. Um, and it just made me think like, we don't, we don't know the whole the whole story. We don't know all the context. And I think it, we just need to choose when is it appropriate to maybe just give the man water. So help a little bit and that's enough. Now I need to go home and take care of my family. Or when is it appropriate to give the man water and to give a camel's water? And also when is it appropriate to be like, I don't have enough water for myself. And so I'm not going to give the man or the camel's water. So I can take water back to my family. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think it's really important to, to find that middle ground. And I think that just comes down to, you know, your values, maybe praying and asking the spirit, what is the best thing to do in this case? So anyways, do you guys have any thoughts on any of that? Cause I, I can keep going. I don't want to take over the conversation. You can keep going. That's fine. I don't. It's okay. cool that you found it in scripture. Like, I, I think that that's cool that you, found it there but keep going you're on okay. some good stuff okay so uh the stuff that I studied specifically for boundaries this week is I found Dr. Henry Cloud's podcast on Spotify he's the guy who wrote the boundaries book right and he said I just listened to some random podcasts and I just kind of got bits and pieces throughout the week and a couple of things stood out to me so he shared one analogy of this boy he had a conversation with. He was like this 20 year old boy. And he, he noticed that this boy just spent money all the time. And, and he was like, so do you, how do you keep track of your finances? Like, and he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, don't you keep track of your money? And he's like, no, why would I do that? And he's like, well, so you don't spend more than you have. And the boy's like, oh, well, I know I've never really thought about that. And, and he's like, well, what happens when you spend more than you have? And the boy's like, well, I know my, my parents have a lot of money. My dad owns a bank. I don't really know what, what they do when I spend too much money. And he used that analogy. He said, it's the same with our time. Like, are we spending more time than we have? Are we committing to, to more things than we can handle? And, and he said, how do you manage your time? How do you keep track of your time? And I love that. I feel like, I feel like it's important to keep track of your time the same way you keep track of your finances. Why not keep a spreadsheet? That's actually what I've been doing is I've created an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of all my time. And I make sure that I don't spend more time than I have. And that, that has been really helpful. And I, I just love that analogy. Another anal analogy he shared was he talked about how the hungrier you get, the less picky you become. 
So, and this is kind of a, a different topic, but I love this, right? It's like, if you're just a little bit hungry, something that I do to decide if I'm like really hungry or not, is like, would I eat apple right now? Would I be happy to eat broccoli and hummus right now or not? And yesterday um, we had, you know, we had lots of events and we, we didn't have breakfast or lunch and it was like three o'clock and we were super hungry and we were at this restaurant and I told everyone, I was like, man, at this point, it all looks so good. Like I would eat anything right now. And I was trying to figure out, okay, so how, how does that work with boundaries exactly? And the first thing that came to mind is it took me back to my dating days of like, okay. Um, or, or, and I, and I see other people in the dating world of like, people getting hungry and hungry and wanting connection and wanting connection and then, and then settling. Right. And, and I feel like the same thing happens when I was like, okay, well, what about like with a career? Maybe you just want money. You just want money. You, you just want this you want, and you're going to settle for a career you don't want. And then I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. This is how it pertains to boundaries. Don't, don't settle. This is my boundary of this is the kind of man I want to marry. Or this is my boundary of this is the kind of life I want to live or the kind of job I'm going to have. And yes, I'm really, really hungry right now. And it'd be really easy to say yes to this thing right now, just to satisfy my hunger a little bit. But this is a hard, this is a hard boundary. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let myself starve a little bit longer so I can get what I really want. So those are kind of the two big things, but I love those analogies. I think that those analogies are awesome. And as you were talking, I was like, okay, what does boundary really mean, right? Like, because we use that word, but I was like, what does it really mean? So I looked it up and it says a line that marks the limits of an area. And I don't know why I just didn't really like, because everyone talks about boundaries in so many different ways, but I really like thinking of it. And you guys probably already knew that, but like a line that marks that. And I love what you're saying of, it could be anything. It could be who you're dating, your career, like your money. Like why, why do you let things cross that line, whether it's yourself or other people? And I also think that you're more likely to break your boundaries and to cross your boundaries when you're hungry. So for specifically, mm -hmm. I don't know when you said like more hungry, less picky. Uh, it's interesting because yesterday I just didn't feed myself properly. And so when day, when, when food came, I ate it and it like, it violated all my boundaries, basically all the foods I ate, not all of them, but, um, but there was one, I definitely ate all the things I'm not supposed to eat. And fascinatingly today I have, I have a, I have a rash on my stomach and I have a, like my body's not used to it. So my body responds. I have chest knee, I have some acne on my chest a little bit too. And that's just an indicator that I've eaten things in my body and my body's more open to that right now anyway, but I still know like I didn't eat the right, like, like my body is responding to what I did yesterday. And, and not that that's, but it's kind of like the more hungry, the less picky. That's exactly what happened to me yesterday. So even thinking about the actual like mortal side of it and how, when you are like more satiated, it's easier to be like, oh, I don't need that. That's fine. And no, that's, that's not what I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to eat something that satisfies more than something that just fills me up right now. And so maybe being satiated versus being filled. And how does that kind of, there's a, there's a, there's a, that's the whole, like, don't settle thing. I, I think that's fascinating. That's super profound to me. And also 
I love how you said, how do you keep track of your time? And I have actually been thinking a lot about like, what if I was actually accounting for every 30 minutes of my life being like, Hey, what I do for the last 30 minutes, what I do for the last or 10 or whatever it may be. And I just cannot believe the amount of distraction my life has. And so I really wanted to do that. And there's actually been a couple of days in the last months where I've just been like trying to record how much of my day and how much I've been spending doing what. And I think it also makes me aware of just how much my phone is, just how much I don't have boundaries with my phone actually, and how much I really need them. And so I think this is really helpful. Thanks for bringing that up because I also think boundaries create safety. Uh, I think they create a feeling of safety because what you were talking about, Carolyn, Steph, I really feel like what you were talking about is in her presence, you feel totally, you also feel safe because you know, you, you know, like, Hey, she's doing what she enjoys or we're, we're going to have a good time. And she's going to tell me when it's time to be done. She's going to be, or whatever yes. it is. It creates a feeling of actual safety to know that people have boundaries. The same thing goes for kids in your classroom or in, in the primary or whatever it is, wherever you're dealing with them, like they feel safer when they know the boundaries. And so pre-teaching those things is really helpful. So for example, David and I have learned that when children come to our home, it's better to pre-teach. So it's better to say, hey, we are so happy to have you in our home. These places are, you can play here. If you're gonna use the markers, you need to ask for permission. This room is off boundaries. These rooms you can like, you can play hide and seek, seek you can play hide and seek in this hall. You can hide in this area as long as you don't touch the desk. Like we tell them where they can go because guess what? We've had people go in places they weren't supposed to go in our house and they violated our boundaries. And guess what? We never set them. So if you want kids to behave a certain way, you teach them. And then guess what? When I was home homeschooling, I taught my homeschooler, hey, this room is never allowed. We're never allowed to go in. So we would, we would play hide and seek later when I was babysitting or whatever. She'd be like, oh, we can't go in that room. Tracy, you went in the wrong room. You're not supposed to go in that room. Like I went into my own bedroom and they weren't supposed to go in there. And so like they maintained the boundary because I told them. I think that is a really key point that you do feel safe with people that have boundaries because you aren't thinking, oh my gosh, are they really annoyed? Are they really like wanting me to go? But that you know that they're going to speak up and assess their needs and be honest and say no if they don't want to do something. Yeah. I just feel like it's so much easier that way. And I think the best way, like we can encourage other people, like I said before, to speak up is by speaking up ourselves. And if people say, see like, oh, she was just fine to say what she wanted to eat. She was just fine. Like, oh, she's the kind of person who says what she means and means what she, she says, which means like, I can do that too. Um, and I also wanted to comment what you said, Tracy, about setting boundaries. You can't be mad at people for crossing your boundaries if you never set them in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Right? And I've been catching myself a few times, start to get angry at people, but then I stop and I'm like, wait, but did I set a boundary with them? And I realized, no. For example, we had some friends over. My bedtime is sacred. It's very important to me. That's a solid boundary. 
I'm in bed and you can laugh at me. I know I'm a grandma. I am in bed, done with everything, ready to go in bed at 9.30 every night. And we had some friends stay over and it was like 8.30 and I was like kind of hinting like, okay, you know, it was really fun. We kept talking, talking. And then it's like nine o'clock and I'm like starting to sweat a little bit. And, um, and then it's like nine 15 and then it's nine 30 and I'm like, Oh, dang it. And anyways, they, they eventually left around nine 45 and I was like, Oh, like so frazzled. And one thing I have to learn is to not get so frazzled when things don't go according to plan. That is another thing I need to work on. Um, but I was super frazzled. And, and then I was like, Oh, like, do they, they didn't see the cues and da, da, da. like it was rude of them to stay so late. Um, but then I'm like, but I didn't tell them that my bedtime was at 9.30 and I wanted them to leave. You know, I, I did say ahead of time. And, and honestly, I didn't feel like in the situation it would have been appropriate to be like, okay, bye. You know, I think what would have been appropriate is before we even got together to say, um, okay, we're getting together at three. Just so you guys know, I have to get up early the next day. I'd like to be in bed at a certain time. So if we can hang out from like, two to eight 30, that would be great. And so that's something that I've been trying to do since then is when I make plans with people, I'm like, okay, I have it on my calendar from this time to this time, or we're going to be here from this time to this time. I tell people when we're going to show up and when we're going to leave. And that has made a really big difference. And I think that the reason I have a bad taste in my mouth when people say boundaries is because I've had people tell me that I've crossed their boundaries when I haven't known, they haven't expressed that it was a boundary and it really ticks me off. And so that's where I've been like, well, I don't want to be that person because it's annoying. You know, when you're like, okay, you're telling me I like violated something when I didn't even know, you know? And so I think that the, what you're saying is exactly right. Like you have to state it. And I think it's good for it to know, for people to know, oh, it's going to be from this time to this time. And I think it's even a good reminder for me to hear you say that, to be, hey, this person actually did set a boundary when they told us that the party is from 7.30 to 9. That's an hour and a half. I need to leave at 9. So for myself, being respectful, because I think I've pushed that boundary. I've been like, eh, like it doesn't really mean that. No. Actually, when somebody tells you, hey, the party is from two to four or whatever. And if it's a kid's party, everybody, the parents know, you pick up those kids at 4 p.m. So do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like we set yeah. those boundaries and then I feel as adults, we just kind of like blur those lines because we don't hold the boundary. And so for myself, David's like, hey, I feel like you kind of invited those people out of our house because I've been guilty of doing that. And <laughs> I think that, that I said, and my thought is, well, that's an interesting point. Maybe I should have like, how could I have pre-said that and been like, hey, let's let's do dinner from six to eight. So they know like, or from whenever you want it. Cause people, you know, depending on your schedule for your kids or whatever it is, like let's set this boundary. Um, I just think that's, this is a good reminder to me as well. And I appreciate what you said stuff regarding how people actually really do wanna know I think people do want to know and it, it's just that they if they don't know or they didn't get the hint that's okay too we can be clear with people but we can't be mad at them because they didn't know <laughs> so and i think yes sometimes like because if i'm hosting something i've had people stay till two or four and it's been some of the best conversations 
and I love it. But people will be like, hey, are we putting out? Are you wanting to go to bed? And I'm like, no, like I'm loving this. And so I think that there are different situations where some people are like, hey, stay as long as you want, you know, um, and others where like people don't, you know, but I, I often feel like a lot of good bonding happens <laughs> later in the evening Me too. with people. I've had a lot of bonding conversations with my family late at night. Like that's Yeah. a Robin's family thing we do, but, uh, and I'm grateful for those conversations and those times where we've been able to, to connect and talk and chat. So those things But then are there's times that I'm like, I want to go to bed, you know? And so I think that like, yeah, it's just better to, I love the uh, stating boundaries when people come at first or even just be like, hey, just so you know, you can leave whenever you need to, you know, like this is, and you can eat whatever you want. If you don't want something, don't put it on your plate. This is a guilt-free zone. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And I actually, I think there is a balance, like what you were saying, Melody, there is a balance, right? So I do think like when we go vacation and you, I know I know I've told you guys a story before, but like when I went to Mexico City, I was on this like routine of like, I'm going to wake up at this certain time. Oh, I'm going to have to wake up at four. That means I'm going to get four hours of sleep, like going to bed after midnight or whatever it is. It's like, that's ridiculous. Like, how can you adjust that, that situation? so that you feel better about the whole experience in and of itself. How can you cut that down? How can you make your morning routine? How can it be all floors, less than a minute, you know, for each one of those things and you still did it, but that like, you're not killing yourself to get those things done. Anyway, I just think it is like really healthy to, to maintain your goals, but to not let your goals like ruin your relationships too. <laughs> so Yes. there is, there is like a very healthy, balance there that does exist and you you have to kind of navigate that as well so um i didn't really share specifically what i learned about boundaries i actually right after we got off our call last time i looked up the same podcast i looked up the the boundaries the boundaries podcast um by henry cloud and i could not get past his like first intro i was just like trying to get past because it, it was super Okay, long it's kind of a hard podcast. Yeah. oh i was just like henry we need to talk to you anyway um but just because he didn't get to his content for like 15 minutes it's like and he's kind of monotone it's yeah you have to prepare if you're gonna listen to it seriously and i was just impressed you actually did so that you got those jewels because those are total gems i didn't get to that point so i um But one of the things that I did look into, I just barely, basically before we got on this call, I was also doing research on this, but one of the things that I listened to was a TED talk. And I actually think, um, I actually think that Mel Robbins is really good at boundaries. I actually think a lot of what she talks about is about boundaries in my mind. Maybe this is just me. I had this realization this morning that I think a lot of what she's teaching us is create boundaries for yourself and keep your promises, keep your promises to yourself. And that's really a boundary thing too, right? Keeping our promises to ourselves is a boundary thing. And then also I listened to this other woman and her Ted talk and, um, but she said the barometer is like, is it a yes or is it a no? That's all there needs to be on the barometer. Yes and no. So she kind of was like, you know, you need to start getting clear better at being like, do I really want to do this? Okay. It's a yes. And if I don't want to do this, then it's a no. And like, just being more honest with yourself about your yeses and your nos. And I 
I think that that's a good reminder, like to, to kind of say, okay, yeah. And maybe even being able to reason with yourself if you're like, wow, I really don't want to do this. Is there a reason why I don't want to do this? Like, why is it that I'm resisting this so much? And get curious about the resistance because sometimes it isn't a no, it's resistance. And you need to actually like confront the resistance and be like, no, I'm going to go do this. But uh, I think it's good to get curious about why you don't want to do certain things instead of just be like, I don't want to do it. It's also good sometimes to say, hey, why is that? that you really don't want to do this and to do some self-coaching on that as well. So those are my thoughts. I think I, I like that. I like that a lot. I was just going to say, I kind of feel like the barometer also needs a, I don't know. And what I mean by that is sometimes we really don't know. And I think, I know I've caught myself a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know, but I feel like they need an answer now. So I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Yes. And then I said, yes, I'm committed and I regret it. I think sometimes it's okay to say, I don't know, give me a little bit to think about it and I'll get back to you. And you did that this week when I asked you to speak about reels. You were like, let me think about it. And then you got back. Right, right. So that's that's something that's something I practiced for a while. I'm not doing it anymore, but I was like, for a whole week, I'm not going to say yes or no to anything unless I've thought about it for 24 hours, just to practice not immediately saying yes and, and being impulsive. I'm so impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that sometimes if it's a no and you're thinking why, I think that um, what, what was talked about in that thing for beginners, the take breaks, right? Um, like I love being social, but I've just realized like my Tuesday nights, because Monday at work, I'm super extroverted recording. Sunday usually is a very social day for me. Tuesday, I need a break. Like I need to have nothing on my calendar so that I can just like get whatever done that I need to. And I think that the break thing, like I, I feel like I'm realizing a little bit more my cadence of when I can do things on certain days and when what days will make me feel burnt out. Can I make a suggestion um, to our listeners and to you guys too? This has really helped me. Um, but I've made, like, as I've been learning about things or, or maybe I say yes to something and I realize, okay, that was a little bit too much. Then I make a new rule. And I've been writing down all my rules and, and every week when I do my schedule, I check off like, did I stick to this rule? Did I stick to this rule? Did I stick to this rule? So like one rule I have is I can only plan one evening a week because I already have a lot of my evenings filled. So I can plan like with friends or family one evening a week. Another rule I have is I can only stay up late and sleep in one day every week. So if I want to party Friday night and sleep until 10 o'clock on Saturday, I can do that. As long as I'm in bed and up at the same time the rest of the week. Um, another rule I have for myself is I do not see clients on Saturdays or Sundays. So I just like, and, and as things happen, I create more rules and I stick them on this spreadsheet. So when I make my plan, I can make sure that I'm sticking to those rules. And that's kind of helped me make sure I'm not spending more time and energy than I have. I like that because it's reminding yourself. 
Yeah, I feel like we have, so this is, I'm just gonna say, um, I feel like the invitation, it's always empowering to learn something new and something that actually resonates with you and say like, oh wow, I can like start looking for this in my life. So regarding boundaries, uh, I think just inviting people, of course, right? Like that is our invitation for our listeners this week is for people to research, find something, listen to a podcast, uh, maybe talk to your friends, whatever it may be, talk about boundaries and and have a conversation and, and maybe ponder yourself. Like what is that first question, that first part of it that Steph talked about, which is like, you, you have to know your standards. You have to know your goals. You have to know your own self. So maybe it's just a good opportunity to get to know yourself as well. But um, before we close this out, Steph, will you tell us about your goals for this coming week and, and what you're looking for week ahead? Yeah, so I just have two things that I'm going to focus on. So happy March, everyone. Um, I love the beginning of a new month. And since I'm setting goals monthly, I want to look back at February, see how I did, and then create a game plan for March of just improving a little bit more. Um, so I'm going to do that. And then with that, Tracy gave me some floor goals. I talked to her last week, and she was like, well, what would future Steph be doing in her life? And I told her like three or four things and she was like, okay, well, like, let's have you do these floor goals, which are very, very simple, um, like very basic. <laughs> and so I'm going to add that in as well. So those are the two areas that I want to focus on this month. What about you, Melody? So are we talking about our goals for the month or for the week? I mean, for that's what I'm doing this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, just want to make sure I didn't miss something. My goals for this week is to continue to practice boundaries and to just do what I say I'm going to do. That's kind of been my big thing lately. So, um, and I haven't been perfect at it, but I'm going to continue working on that. And I'm going to continue giving myself a high five in the mirror every day. I'm also still practicing self-love and funny side note as I've been sticking to my boundaries and actually doing what I say I'm going to do um, I always feel a lot of resistance like I don't want to do these things but when I do I'm happier and I love myself so kind of a connection between self-love and boundaries so awesome um so there I feel like I actually kind of things are falling through <laughs> there's too many I, like I have so many ambitions sometimes that I'm dropping the balls that I'm juggling. And so one of the things that I am practicing right now is actually being able to identify the stress voice versus the joy voice in my life, which is discerning, you know, which voice am I listening to in my head? That's, and what kind of emotions is that voice creating? And so I just want to continue for the next week of paying attention to, hey, I noticed that you're feeling this way, Tracy. Which voice are you listening to? Is it the stress voice or is it the joy voice? And there's a difference. I've definitely been able to hear it even in my conversations with people when I'm feeling more, hey, and then I'm like, but. And so I can see myself deviate and I can see like the energy go down. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna I'm just trying to become aware. And that's a really hard one. I think awareness 
is actually tricky because it's maybe so subconscious that you're not really aware of how much you're doing it. So I'm going to continue to work on that. And then um, I, I told you guys all like a couple weeks ago that I was going to write a solo cast and I haven't done it. And so I'm going to put that back on the, the board for this next week. You should just try doing five minutes with your cube. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Then that breaks it down. Yeah, I love that. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, um, thank you so much for listening. And of course, we invite you to study boundaries this week and have a good one. Bye. Focus on the fire. <laughs>